In this week's episode, we talk about a lot of gaming news and what may be the best game ever leaked that's not leaked and may not happen, but may happen. Stay tuned. This week in our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This week in our collective heads This week in our collective heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads, episode 102. Alright, and for those of you listening on audio, Patrick did not just take a giant bong rip. You can go check it out on, on YouTube and see what he's actually doing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Kevin, and I'm joined by Patrick, the man with more active projects than he has fingers. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to get, go ahead and start off uh, giving you all the gaming news this week, and we'll start with the backwards compatible games, as we do every yeah. week whenever they give those. So we have uh, The Walking Dead, it's the first two seasons, and Michonne. Uh, 400 Days is not on here, which I don't. I, I remember that being between Walking Dead Season 1 and 2, <laughs> yeah. but I don't remember if that's already been backwards compatible or if that's just coming later. But Honestly, uh, I, I don't know. I think that... I th I, I want to say that came out with the season one backwards compat, but I may be wrong. Uh, I'm happy about Michonne on there though, because she's really cool. Yeah, Michonne's so, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so those are a couple of backwards compatible games, and we didn't get to make any up. No. Speaking of making games though, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreier is coming out on Tuesday. Um, our review is going to be up tomorrow afternoon, and uh, that's Monday for you. Highly rec yeah, or t today <laughs> afternoon, yeah, or in the past afternoon, depending on when you watch. Right, it. right. But uh, but yeah, this is a, a, a book. Basically, it's about development hell and and the the way that games get made. And it's it was it was really fascinating. I really enjoyed it. Again, go to our review. Um, but yeah, we have the PlayStation Plus games yep. for this month, which. I think is a pretty good list. I'm I'm happy with it just for one pick. Okay. Infamous. So Infamous Second Son is is fantastic. I'm always happy to play Infamous games. Infamous and Prototype, which people don't mm -hmm. talk about Prototype a lot, but it's it's another one that I'd put on that list. I think the uh, the openness uh, of the game and doing it really well, doing a uh, basically a superhero open world game, yeah. uh, better than any Spider-Man game or anything has been done yet yeah um so we'll be reviewing that mm -hmm. uh next up we have strike vector e strike vector x mm -hmm. strike vector ex however you want to say that um this one looks pretty fun i mean it's a, it's a 3d full shooter game yeah thingy it doesn't look too on rails it looks like it has a little bit of uh you know openness uh, yeah openness to it at least it feels like it in one of the, almost like Star Fox, where it's on rails quasi um, it looks really fun, though. It also looks like it's going to have a little bit of, of uh, competitive, and mm -hmm. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, we also got Truck Racer, which everyone was asking for. In all the yeah. racing games that I have to play for you guys, this is the one that I've looked forward to. No, 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 no. You don't get to play this one. Oh, wait. Well, this is on PS3. It's on PS3, uh -huh. but you don't have the necessary <laughs> truck racing experience. That's true. You that should. I do. You need so to So I'm, I'm taking that one. <laughs> uh, we also got uh, Handball. Which I didn't know was a thing outside of like elementary schools or play or like you know just parks. 
I didn't realize this was like such a competitive thing. Like a league thing? Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, I mean, I know I'm not that into sports, but I did not expect handball to be. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's it's soccer with your hands, but yeah, it's it's know. hockey not on ice. Yeah, we also got we are doomed. Uh, yeah, uh, which, which hey, it's twin stick shooter. <laughs> you're all about that. So I, I love I love those. Um, it's it's a little bit pixely, uh, mm-hmm. which is okay because uh, Geometry Wars mm-hmm. is is a fantastic twin stick shooter, and that is that is extremely pixely. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how much fun it is uh, to actually play and chase scores and mm-hmm. figure out what's going on. Yeah. And I swear, we just talked about this game. Yeah, How to Full Boyfriend. How to Full Boyfriend. Yay! So get, getting that one as well. Um, out of the quirky, weird games that we get, this is one that, that actually is is good. Yes. Uh, unique. Very, very, very unique. But uh, but don't pass it. Pass on it just because you're dating. Uh, <laughs> because you're dating birds. Right. And if you are doing it in real life, uh, let us know in the comments, you know, how those experiences go for you mm-hmm. and how How Full Boyfriend uh, works as a pigeon dating sim yes. versus dating a pigeon in real life. Yeah, because that's really hard in real life. It is. It is extremely difficult. Pigeons are, are <laughs> honestly, there's not a lot of places you can take pigeons on a date. No. You, you pretty much are limited to outside venues. Mm-hmm. Um, concerts are really good, though. Yeah. But, but then you always got the people looking at you like, uh, it's a pigeon. Why is uh, he with the pigeon? Yeah, a lot of people don't really notice <laughs> until like 45 minutes in. Yeah. But, you know, as long as you're like feeding the pigeon. Then they're like, you know, oh, that's that's fine. But but just a word of warning, <laughs> if the pigeon starts feeding you, that's when you get the weird That's looks. when it gets weird. It's really romantic, but uh, yeah. May not want to do that. Uh, okay, we had what was possibly... Um, the best news of uh, uh, this year. The best year. potential news. Best potential news of this year, the best potential leak of this year, and that allegedly, there was an alleged leak, that Game of Thrones for uh, was being done by Bethesda, so an open-world Game of Thrones game, and if you're watching this, this is not that. This is the Telltale uh, Game of Thrones, as you can see. Uh, right, but so it's a different set of bugs. A different set of bugs, but but I, I was so excited because... The uh, the open worlds that you can do with um, with Skyrim, and doing basically that, doing a an open world action RPG with all of the choices, do, doing uh, a Bethesda Skyrim game, but in the world of Game of Thrones, sounded amazing. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, we're being told that that is not accurate. I still don't. Um, I don't believe. The, I don't believe it, that this is not accurate because Bethesda will keep it quiet. Even yeah. if they're working on it, they're like, and, no, we have no idea. We haven't worked on that. There are some companies, uh, Nintendo and Bethesda mm-hmm. among them, who have had histories of actively denying things that we later found out yes. to be true. So that's a thing. We'll see what happens. For now, it's just a rumor. But uh, but yeah, if, 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 if Bethesda is doing Game of Thrones, I would be extremely excited about yeah. that. And... Uh, if if you're really wanting to to play Bethesda Game of Thrones, go play Skyrim on PC. There are mods that make it more Sky more uh, because Game of, of Thrones. course there yes, are. Yes, there are. So some people are actually actively trying to make Westeros in uh, within that, but it's not it's not done. If it is, let me know in the comments because I haven't seen seen it yet. But um, they're actively trying to make at least the environments. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, it's, it would, would be a great world to jump I would into. like to visit um, the Red Keep. Yeah. The Red Keep sounds like a lot of fun to visit. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and maybe someday we'll be able to do it in VR. We might. On our PlayStation VRs, which got a, uh, a quasi price drop. Basically, basically Only the what, bundle. Yeah. What, had, what had been being sold for $400 uh -huh. now includes um, the, the camera. Which, uh, so it includes the camera, but doesn't include the move controllers, right? Nope. Which is the pro part that I need to buy. I have the camera. Yeah, I, same here. I, I want, so I'm, I'm irritated about that because I I would buy this full-on bundle, like the, the bundle that I was just showing there with, with the motion controls, with the camera. I would buy all of that mm -hmm. and then give or sell that camera out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would I would do that, but it's 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 odd that they that they finally release a bundle, <laughs> however long after the the actual system came out, and it still doesn't have everything you need. That that seems counterintuitive. Well, they have to the me, full so. on bundle, but it's five hundred dollars. Still, for the if they dropped it to four fifty, then I I'd miss that. Um, I, I I thought those had sold out. No, I mean I just saw one uh, at Target. Huh. Yeah, with right. uh, move controllers, uh, camera, and the VR, five hundred bucks, and go. and it made me want to get it. Um, but I'm waiting for now, maybe Christmas. <laughs> that's that's very strong of you. Just because you have the money, does not mean you need to spend it. You got to be an adult sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes, and uh, other times you sit at home on a Sunday and record things and talk about video games for yes, hours. Yes, you do. And one thing that I love about video games is the the, the growing um, the growing trend for developers to give more options to uh, to the players. Yeah, this has on, been a thing for console, PC. Yeah, because PC has been a thing forever. Uh, we saw it with Neo with the with uh, changing, saying, "Hey, do you want do you want better uh, gameplay? Do you want story?" So it's a locked. And particularly uh, with the PS Pro, uh, a lot of those oh, yeah. patches because um, I know there's options on Witcher, on that, on uh, Neo, mm -hmm. and near both. Mm -hmm. Um, and now so, you can have it on your Switch if yeah. you're playing Fire Emblem, which I think is is great for for this game because Fire Emblem Warriors is the is the action RPG ish uh, uh, Fire Emblem game. So that makes perfect sense. If it's an RPG, doesn't matter. If it's a third person isometric, doesn't really matter in my opinion. It matters action RP with action RPGs and first person shooters the most. Yeah. And this, I want a higher frame rate. Absolutely. I don't mind going a lo going lower. Now, like the the resolution on you know. <laughs> 250 soldiers that you're slicing into pieces <laughs> simultaneously. I mean, how detailed do their faces really need to be? Yeah. the The other thing to, to keep in mind with this is the switch is uh, the switch is not uh, native 1080p. Right. So it's already not now because I saw people talking about that saying, well, if you know, if, why why couldn't they blah 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 whatever. I don't mind. It's uh, what, like Zelda 720, I think. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, and gorgeous. I don't, I don't mind it, especially on the small, on the smaller screen. You don't really notice. So yeah. if you drop it, if they dropped it down to a to a more standard uh, definition, but still obviously the right aspect ratio, and you gave me a really good frame rate, I'm okay with that, yeah. uh, or something in between. Uh, the the cool thing about these digital, um, uh, you know, digital games and everything, even with the cartridge, is the uh, adjustment and when it comes to resolution doesn't have to be locked in uh you can play a game uh like halo was what was it it was 
uh, it wasn't 720p. It was like nine, like 980 or something like that. Which and one? The the Halo Two, Halo like like the re- recent Halo games. Not that not Halo Five, but I think Halo ODST, Halo Four. They weren't 1080p on the 360 because mm-hmm. it couldn't do it. Right. So it was this. It was this half. It was right in between 720. Yeah, double check the the resolution on that because it's Halo. It, the resolution was like nine something, and it was so Halo Five. Yeah, Halo Five is is 1080, but um, yeah, the resolution on. I want to say it's ODST and uh, Halo 4, Halo 3, I, I definitely was. Um, but you can do that with a game and say, you know, it doesn't run quite that well in, in 1080. Let's drop mm-hmm. it down. It doesn't yeah. it, For the Switch, on a small screen like that, 720, bump it down to 6, whatever the math is on that, 640. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm completely fine with that. I love that we're getting more options like that. And I think moving towards uh, the more, what I would consider modern gaming, um, which I know we're at a halfway point, PS4 Pro, Xbox One X coming out, the Switch I would throw in there uh, for the ingenuity. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, I think having these options is important, especially for games like Dark Souls, which I hope would get like you yeah. know, some more options. I mean, like this, is, this is kind of a... I'm not personally thrilled about this. I think that you need to be able to to make your game run well, and if you've if you reach a point where you have to sacrifice resolution to get the frame rate where it needs to be, yeah. then you done messed up. I agree. Um, however, if they had given you an option to drop the uh, the resolution in Dark Souls running through Blight Town, you'd have taken it because that game still to this day, even if you try to play it on an Xbox One like you did, yeah. it's it's still kind of broken. Yeah. So, there, game development, as it is stated in this book. Yeah. I mean, game development is hard, um, but I think that it's there's a possibility that it could become something that allows developers to uh, to cheat the system a little yeah. bit and and scale back, and maybe not come up with the the clever ideas that they did. Sure. Because a lot of the ingenuity in in and the brilliance of Nintendo games. Is uh, is game developers working within limitations mm-hmm. and finding creative ways around those, I agree. and those make some of the most amazing games I agree. and things that we don't notice yeah. when it's uh, in a menu option. <laughs> you're, it's, it's, then it's, then it's, you notice. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, cool. So I agree. Um, also, uh, Super Meat Boy Forever is is coming out, and and I'm excited about that. But uh, this is actually going to be part of the, the Nintendo Switch bit that we're going to have for the main topic. Uh, because this is coming to Switch. Uh, the reason that I, I'm highlighting it here is because uh, during that discussion, Nintendo said, Super Meat Boy Forever is coming first to the Switch. <laughs> and uh, and Nicholas went, uh, nope. nope. <laughs> this, is, this is coming to all the places. Mm-hmm. And they did that with uh, Kentucky Route Zero as well. The TV edition is... is first coming here and it's like no, no we're, no, we're bringing that to all the places <clears throat> i'm excited but, to talk about the switch uh, switch the switch news on that so i'm gonna stop myself but uh but i love i love this because um for an infinite runner kind of game like this and it yeah. causing forcing you to run fast is is really cool speaking of running fast yes uh, sonic sonic mania is a thing and uh so sonic mania i've been playing on switch which i think is a great platform for it uh it's it's quick uh the the frame rate and colors on this are just amazing as you can see yeah it's classic 
you know, Sonic. It's everything that you want, but a newer version of it. And much bigger levels than we got in the other games. Huge that was, levels. That was the surprising thing to me. I played one for like almost eight or nine minutes. I'm like, yeah. what the heck is going it's on? Awesome. And I wasn't, used... I wasn't messing around. Yeah. You, uh, in Sonic Two, if you if your timer reached ten minutes, you just die. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm really loving it. Uh, the uh, but the Steam version, unfortunately, uh, has the uh, the had, had sorry the uh, Devora was I can't remember. it's yeah it's Denuvo. Denuvo, uh, Denuvo DRM. So Denovo DRM, uh, what it does is check it um, regularly to see uh, if you have a legitimate copy, and it checks it verifies your copy with the server uh, yeah. online, which. Thankfully, people have been uh, been hacking and breaking uh, that DRM because I I, I think it's freaking horrible. It's, I don't like a lot of DRM anyways, but this is basically saying you can only play with internet connection, which obviously Microsoft knows does not does not do well. But yeah. developers need to understand that's not an, a good way to check in with people. Yeah. You're not always and having a connection. Uh, DeNovo, when it first came out, was like, we are unbreakable. Your games will be safe forever. But actually, um, they've already been cracked, yeah. and uh, when this came out, there were there were a lot of people who were unable to play offline, and for some people, it actually broke the game, and it took resources away from it, and so uh, they, they, they did actually fix this. They've removed the DRM, and so everything's... Okay, now I guess, but uh, but, but it was, I, I love Sega's response though. Sega's response was the Sonic Mania PC offline play bug has now been patched. Thanks for your patience, and let us know if you experience any further problems. <laughs> okay, I didn't see that. That is that is the bug. Wow. Of DRM. Thanks, Sega. Yeah, um, I'm all about uh, a, a developer. Um, getting to be not only be able to control, but getting the money that they that they um, deserve uh, for making an app, which is why we always say support your developers. Yeah, which, you know, absolutely. I literally on the show last week purchased a game <laughs> because they gave it out for free. Because I'm yeah, like, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I'm gonna. It's in my Steam library, which means I'll play it in like three years. Yeah. But I, I want now. I really want to play it specifically because of that. actually, and it's horror. So I should probably play it for our Halloween month. Yes, he just announced that, and then I. <laughs> roped him into it so now he has to do it now i have to do that um so you know supporting developers is is important especially when they're doing something interesting and unique um unfortunately sometimes when you do something that's interesting and unique it doesn't quite pan out in this case meverse did not quite pan so out. i was going to say speaking of support speaking of support yeah speaking of support support is being dropped for uh meverse which I mean that that was the thing on the Wii U where it was like oh yeah I see the other people running around and initially I I was like okay so so that's going away and I didn't really think it was that big of a deal but as it turns out um, yeah. Meverse is actually what uh, what Mario Kart's multiplayer online multiplayer was based on cool. um, that's where comments came from on uh, on Mario Maker levels yeah. um, created courses in. Some other game, yeah. like there's there's a there's a lot of interconnectivity yeah. uh, involved in Meverse that uh, that was was kind of unexpected to yeah. me. But digging into that a little bit, I I know that the Wii U has died. I, I get yes. that, but it is it is a little bit sad when basically any universe crumbles. Yeah, I think they need to. I, I'm hoping what they do is take out the front end of it. Leave the back end. Let those multiplayer games still still run. Find a way to do that because um, you don't have to comment. I don't need to comment on people playing Mario Kart. 
I just need to. I just need to no, watch. No, no, them. it was it was the multiplayer. That's what I mean. Like if, that's what if, I mean. If they like, don't take out the front end where you see comments. Leave the back end where yeah. it actually does pairing. Yeah. But let's take a moment and look at some uh, some great Miiverse uh, uh, pictures here. Yeah, there there was some really good art. Um, that that came out of it. Some of it was was derogatory. Some of it was trolling. Like this guy likes water. Yeah. Every game. <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> Sonic and Shadow are so cool. I wish hedgehogs were real. See, so basically this My was wife like, left me. Aww. We're reading these, by the Poor way. Charizard. If you're listening to this, we'll read them out to you. Um, this is uh, this is doing lines with Jesus. Yeah, like s some people were really creative. Sonic 06 did nothing wrong. <laughs> uh, cigarettes are like hamsters. They're fine until you put them in your mouth and light it on fire. True. All right. Um, yeah, there, there, there were a lot of, of, of pictures that were done. Um, I'm curious what this does for uh, the... What was that? Mitomo. Yeah, um, I'm curious if that goes away because that was that was built on a, on a very similar, on the same framework, I believe, and so uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that, and then once it actually shuts down in September 29th, I believe, yeah, um, then we'll we'll see we'll go out and check and figure out what has actually shut down. Uh, Nintendo has said that you'll you'll be allowed to to like grab the stuff that you made and save it, but if you're not sharing it, that's like. Oh well, we'll let you keep all your tweets. We're shutting Twitter. Is no, the entire point of Twitter is to share. The point of Meverse was to share. And I so, don't need to comment on my own game. I can remember if I like yeah, a specific yeah. level. If I have a problem remembering that I like a specific level, then I have dementia or other issues going on. And man, that's, that's gonna be fun when I get to play Super Mario Brothers three for again? the first time again. Yeah, I hope I'm there to watch that. I hope we get like, like <laughs> nursing home rooms next to each other, and we'll like drill a hole in the wall, and we'll like do old old school land parties. <laughs> Sorry, you said that. threw me off. Um, I just imagine like one of us yelling no, off to the other one. I just imagine one of us yelling off to the other one. Kevin, have you played the Zelda? <laughs> See, I thought you were gonna go somewhere else with drilling a hole. In I, the wall I decided I was, to. I decided yeah. to move. You mentioned. I appreciate it. it. You mentioned it. I skipped it. Yeah, um, but it was in your brain first. It was. So, uh, speaking of, of skipping things, um, that has things, nothing, things, <laughs> things that don't belong online. Yes. Is uh, maze who build ice walls against their own team. Um, reporting on Overwatch has been implemented for consoles, which is something that's been necessary for a long time. Because if you've ever been in in a competitive mm -hmm. Overwatch match yeah. and had a May that built a wall that yeah. prevented your own team from winning or just jumped off the cliff mm -hmm. or wasn't willing to, to actually play yeah. or sat there screaming, there's there's a lot of things and reasons to report players. Legitimate reasons. I agree. Um, and like uh, whenever the whenever the the um, pe uh, May players were popping through the ice wall in Antarctica, yeah, and cheating that way, I wanted to be able to report that. Yes. And all I was able to do was like throw up a YouTube video and tweet it at Blizzard and be like, "Hey, you're probably not actually in charge of this, <laughs> but it was broken and it made me mad." Yep. But now on console, as yeah. they have been able to do for some time on on computers. Mm -hmm. We can actually report people and say, hey, these people suck. Which I think is great. I don't like some of these, though. Uh, okay, abusive chat, I get it. Griefing, okay. I completely yeah. get, like you were talking about. Poor teamwork. Yeah. Okay, what's the difference to me between poor teamwork and griefing? Because in 
in uh, Overwatch, you're already on their team. Mm -hmm. And if the person is purposely griefing, is so uh, what, what were the other um, uh, options on there? Was uh, cheating, right? Spam and activity. So griefing is taking is basically making uh, a game harder for your own team purposely because it's right. funny. Right. Poor teamwork. Poor teamwork is not paying attention to the objectives. And people who are not paying attention to the objectives being matched up, I think that I think that the, the poor teamwork will actually probably only affect the algorithm. See, that's, that's, that's and, what I'm And that would be about. fine with it. And that's, that's what I'm worried about. I hope that each one of these has a different level of what, what they're going to do, how they're going to contact the people. Because um, let's say you've got someone who's really not good at Overwatch, or mm -hmm. you have someone who's very new. Uh, I was uh, talking to a, a friend of mine uh, recently, and she was she said that she uh, was playing at a friend's house. They were trading around, kind of like we did at the at the party the other day, mm -hmm. um, kind of trading around. She got on there. She started playing. Everyone else was talking, and she kept yelling out, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't like, but everyone else was talking. She's playing online with other people. Okay. She had no idea there was an objective. Okay. So she just was like running around killing people, and then and every now and then she was like, I got kind of stuck in this. Where is everybody? So if someone was not, she wasn't on chat. She wasn't on voice chat. Okay. So if you're doing that, if you're watching someone mess around like that, and you don't know if they're serious, you don't know if they're a complete noob. Uh, I mean, she was. I mean, she's a. She. I mean, no, no offense to her. She's a she's a gamer. She's not into multiplayer, uh, competitive shooters like me. But she'd never played the game. Okay. That that a person who is really, like, uh, hard on that kind of stuff mm -hmm. could report them and be yeah. like, oh well, this isn't good teamwork. It's like okay. Or what if the person's nine? Yeah, I don't want to play with nine year olds. <clears throat> I don't either. But and I want a way to report them. <laughs> Make myself feel better. For all we know, that one just goes off into the ether, and it doesn't even matter. I hope that it goes out, goes or off, it, or it, it allows them to pull game data and see is and this a consistent see, thing. Yeah, see like, how this is working. So because we don't know how it's implemented, and because I will feel better reporting people about bad teamwork. I'm worried about. I'm worried about the 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 time that it takes to have to actually investigate something like that. I don't think they're investigating. Okay. It's kind of like it's kind of like YouTube or anything else. You report something, they just go, "Oh, okay, banned," or "Okay, that video is no. down." No, Blizzard, Blizzard, Blizzard has a consistent uh, history yeah. of working with the community and pulling stuff like this. And so, six months from now, they'll they might detail, "Okay, this is what these things did. This is how it helped our algorithm." But they only tell us that after the fact. Yeah. And so, for right now, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, "Okay," and. As far as poor teamwork, mm -hmm. I think that that's something that I think that that's a relevant uh, complaint. I think particularly I think if you're doing it in competitive, because if you're in competitive, yes. my my score I can agree. be adversely affected by your performance. I agree. And as a result of that, like ranked poor, Rocket League play, yeah, like that's poor, why poor teamwork is something that I get that is relevant. I get that. Yeah. Um, well, something else that's relevant, but might not be that relevant for much longer, is Shovel Knight. Um, so the last bit of Shovel Knight DLC, King of Cards, is coming out, which I've I've loved Shovel Knight. This is Shovel Knight is so amazing. This is a great you know a, a great throwback 16-bit game. If you've not played Shovel Knight, um, I, I I know so many people who have, have so many different types of, of gaming uh, 
the diversity of gaming in regards to difficulty and everything and what types of games they like, Shovel Knight is pretty universally loved uh, for the, the quaintness, for the simplicity. It is difficult at times, yeah. uh, but we've had multiple um, uh, DLCs come out. This is the last uh, bit for, uh, for Shovel Knight. Um, I, say, I say it's the end because it's the end of this game does not mean they won't come out with another Shovel Knight or something else that's a spiritual yeah. successor. But this this was the last of the three DLCs that Correct. they had promised during the initial Kickstarter. Yeah. Which, which, yeah, good awesome. on them. They, they finished, they, they did an amazing game. They did all three kick, all three DLCs from Kickstarter, which is a lot more than a lot of people do with Kickstarter. Yeah. So I'm, I applaud them for doing this, and I'm, I really hope... I can't wait to play this, but I also hope that the developers, uh, whatever they're moving on to next, is what they actually want to move on to. Um, we know with Miyazaki and many other, and uh, Kojima, uh, for example, um, a lot of these developers, uh, when they're put into uh, the, um, the AAA environment, when you get thrown into that, uh, you start making games towards... Uh, towards the audience and you start making games that you're being told to make in one way or another and I'm thankfully with Yacht Club they don't I don't think they have to do that yeah and I'm really glad uh, for that because they're not gonna get pigeonholed um, kind of like Nicholas and others they will have the ability to do that so I wish I wish them the best in the next thing that they do because I hope that it's what they're really wanting to do if it's another game like Shovel Knight good on them I'm fine with that and if yeah. they want to do something completely different great yeah, can't wait to see it. I I would be really interested because Shovel Knight is such a a great mix of, mm -hmm. of Castlevania and Mega Man and just like so much of what they did uh, in the Nintendo era. I I fully support them and can't wait to see what they do next. Like you said, and if it's if it's more like this, awesome. Yeah. If it's something completely different, awesome. I will buy that too. So Yacht Club Games, just just give us what you want to <laughs> give us, and, and I'll. I'll I'll, I'll make the uh, talk talk show stuff. And change that to talk show, yeah. whatever. Um, so uh, speaking of things that that are that are different and giving us something different, um, but also the same. Uh, there's a rumor that Catherine Two is a thing. Yeah, um, Atlas uh, released some some info that talked about like the Golden Palace and uh, referenced some characters from the original Catherine. Yeah. Um, in in one of their their uh, uh, meetings, mm -hmm. and so the the idea. Is is that they were very heavily hinting that this is what it, this is what it is that they're they're working on. They're not ready to announce this yet. Uh, did you hear? Did you hear about uh, Randy Pitchford? Uh, to, okay, so very similar story. But uh, Randy Pitchford was at PAX West, and he said, um, "So we're not talking about it yet, but that thing that the internet wants us to make, ninety percent of Gearbox is working on that. That thing is Borderlands Three. Has to be." And that's that's what we're that's what we're waiting for. That's yes. what we're ready for. And so it's it's the the nature of business in video games is such that they he can't say that he's yes. not allowed to say it. They want to plan it or whatever. But it is nice to have confirmation of that, and hopefully confirmation that they're working on Catherine yeah. too. If and they took out, if they if they shortened the dream sequences. I would be. You want more of this? You want more of the real life story? Yeah, aspect yeah, yeah, of it? yeah, yeah. Because which, which is great. Catherine, by the way, uh, if you haven't played Catherine, Catherine, it's about a man who's in love, who's who's engaged to a woman named Catherine. He meets another woman named Catherine with a K, and she's the opposite. She yeah. is the she is the the wild child, and and it's it's going through like 
trying to balance out like what do I really want? Yeah. Uh, do I want this this boring life which he is he's bored with? She kind of controls him, or does he want that freedom? And uh, and it's it's a great story, but the puzzle aspect is what you're talking about. With yeah, us, the um, dreams and and the the dream sequences with moving blocks and sheep and I loved puzzles that. and yeah, I uh, I didn't, <laughs> but I found the story fascinating, yes. and so I would get through the puzzles mm -hmm. to get to the next story, which is why I played like Assassin's Creed two. Yeah, like I liked Assassin's Creed when Assassin's Creed two came out. I was like, okay. I, I mean, I still liked the gameplay. Don't get me wrong. I liked the gameplay. I yeah. love the environment and the story in the first one. Yeah. I think the game, the gameplay in the second one was still good. There there's, was nothing wrong with it. I kept playing because I wanted to know more about the Abstergo story. Yeah. I wanted to know more about that story than I wanted to know about... Yeah. The regular story is good as well on that. Um, yeah. Speaking of, of stories, The Good Life uh, has been <laughs> announced. So we, we were actually talking about this uh, last week. Yes, this is this is the WordCat <coughs> game we were yes. talking about from Swery. Um, the news the news for this week is that he's put it up on fig and he's he's revealed gameplay um, which is is wonderful and amazing and I and I cannot wait to play this um, I'm curious are they gonna keep this stylistic polygonal um, polygonal polygonal that sounds like I'm saying polygamy but yeah it is uh, like is I'm wondering if this is this is yeah, this alpha is, this play. is this is gameplay this I mean is, well, I, 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 I would imagine gameplay. that the art style probably won't change that but much. i don't know how much they're going to round it out like i i don't mind this this look i'm just curious um how much this is going to change when it ends up coming out because this is really early stuff so they you know they're going to make adjustments and everything as they go yeah um the first thing that i thought when i saw it was that it looked temp because when you're making okay. a game and you're in the really really early stages right you're just like okay this looks like this character this looks close enough. And I can, and I can finish work up on the it artwork later. Yeah. Let the game, the developer, uh, level developer, designers, everyone else tweak everything, tweak the physics, work on the art at the same time. Yeah, you don't finish you the can, art, then make the game. Yeah, because you can you can improve you can improve the art as you go. But if the gameplay itself isn't fun, mm -hmm. then you need to do something yeah. else. You get you get something that is that is close enough. Yeah. And then you tweak lighting, shading. You tweak the actual model to make it look exactly how you want well, it to I mean, look. That's, that's what Graybox is. <coughs> um, that's that's the news that we have. Yeah, we're just going to talk. Um, but yeah, that's what Graybox is. Yeah. Where and this was something I didn't know about until I read this book. Yeah. But um, it talks about the idea of just having a box, and then you they will actually put text in there and be like, something cool goes here, <laughs> <laughs> or or something interesting goes here. Like if they're if they're figuring out, okay, we want to have like four or five different kind of obstacles, like going back to Assassin's Creed, they would have like the 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 hay things, but they would want to have several different ones, so they would just have like this little box, and it was like this is the hit box for this yep. pile of hay goes here. Yep, exactly. And it's yeah, and exactly. so the 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 idea of of working on the gameplay first mm -hmm. and then coming up with the yeah. art. So yeah, that's on Fig, and Fig to me is more interesting than Kickstarter because Fig allows you to actually recoup your investment depending on how well the game does. Yeah, if you if you want to legit like say I want to back this this game and you want to put uh, a sizable amount of money on there, you can do that. You can be a principal investor of a video game. Yeah. Uh, if you really like the game and you've got uh, some money you want to throw at it, and you like you said you could recoup money. Uh, uh, you could make some money off of it. Yeah. Um, it, I, I think it's great. I love, 
I love the world we're in when it comes to, to these kind of things, and, and the uh, the topic of the episode show is kind of similar to that, where we're talking about the evolution of gaming. Uh, and, uh, arcades. And the arcades in this case. But what, I, what I mean is like it all kind of boils down to that. We're talking about the evolution of, of, yeah. of resolution, being able to choose that on a console, uh, being able to fund a game, being able to, to uh, go on Patreon and say, hey, I really like this artist. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them you know five bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. Uh, being able to do that on a podcast like kind of funny, or maybe us at one point, um, to, to be able to say, you know, I really like these people. I want to give them something for their effort. Yeah. I want to give them something that helps them do the thing that I like that they do. En jungfer red ved juletid. Ching chong ching du til dig. Og bring ham dannet sneen hvid. Ching chong ching du til dig. One thing that has been on my mind recently is the the evolution of of arcades. Mm-hmm. And uh, arcades were a big thing when we were growing up, and a big thing for the previous generation yeah, as well. Yeah, and they they kind of died out with malls. In a big way, I, I think that they did. Um, I my big arcade that I went to when I was when I was growing up was in a mall. Yeah. Uh, you went there, you played, you played at the arcade. Uh, the movie theater was relatively close to that, um, and if it wasn't, didn't matter because when you're a kid, that's one of the things you go to at the mall and you and you yeah. throw quarters in. Well, and, I mean, there there used to even uh, like there there was a a gas station like. Mm-hmm quarter mile from my house we used to walk down there and play street fighter yeah so like it wasn't just arcades like arcade machines yeah were like in little pockets big pockets like they were everywhere yeah. and now they're just not and and i think part of that is i mean you have the the home video game market exploded mm-hmm. yeah. and you had you had a gap where previously um uh, I was discussing this with a, a friend of mine this weekend because I went to Cidercade this weekend. And I was discussing with a friend of mine, we were playing, or Whitney was playing uh, Moonwalker, the Michael Jackson game. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how the fluidity of that game at the time was insane. The fact that you could hear him scream woo yeah. like in the game, and it sounded pretty close to Michael Jackson. If you were playing at a, on a home console, no, there's no way it could do that at the same time. And I think what happened was uh, the arcade was the place not only to to compete, uh, to to meet people, but also you could not play games like this, like uh, like Tekken when Tekken came out, yeah. and a lot of these games that um, the the graphics were just way too intensive. The gap closed on that, and now the games that you play in in, a, in an arcade can be emulated easily. Uh, on a PC, or they're already on PC, and I think that's why arcades, the the modern arcade, uh, as as most people know it, like Dave and Buster's and many others, yeah. have moved to the cell phone quasi games that I hate because you have uh, a, a something like this that can play play those games, play all of them, so you're giving them a larger version of it, or maybe a more a, a better version of it in some cases. But we moved away from traditional gaming in an arcade settle- yeah. setting. Um, the the main thing that, that that popped up in between you know the the arcade glory days mm-hmm. and now the thing that kind of held it together was uh, like you were talking about you know Dave and Buster's and stuff. But also at like uh, whenever you go to a mini golf place, there's probably going to yeah. be an arcade there. Yeah. Um, lots of things for tickets and, and stuff like that. Um, I was actually looking at at arcade machines and like the there's there's one that there's one that I played that was like oh it's 4D it's like ooh you travel through time it's fourth <laughs> dimension don't try to tell me that blowing air in my face is a fourth dimension yeah um, but yeah like that that arcade machine was like thirty five thousand dollars and like yeah it's, it's ex- the one that measures your uh, measures your pulse, pulse. Yeah, yeah yeah so like uh, 
arcade games um, originally were mm. were uh, a lot cheaper to make, and it was it was easier. You could swap a lot of stuff out, like um, like uh, Donkey uh, Mario Brothers arcade machines were actually Donkey Kong machines, and like mm. there were somewhere like the monitor was turned sideways and stuff, and like yeah. there, there's all kinds of weird things. But like for the most part, they they mass produced the arcade mm-hmm. machines, and then you just throw another card in there. Yeah, and, and that that was that was what it was. That was how you switched them out. And you you couldn't be playing this game that measures your pulse. You know, you can't turn that into a tie fighter game easily. Yeah. And so, as it got more gimmicky, um, I think it got. I think that the the cost of the actual machine development mm-hmm. skyrocketed yeah. because they were trying to figure out how to make this work. The 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 Star Wars. Um, there's a Star Wars. Uh, quasi VR game. It's it's the it, it kind mm-hmm. of ra- the screen wraps around you and you're in a little bubble. Yeah, and those it's again, it's a great game, but the the price tag on that again is very high. Yeah. Um, but one thing that that we've noticed a, a a surge in, and it's it's definitely hitting us as a demographic, is the rise of the barcades. Uh, not trade no trademark uh, infringement uh, needed on there uh, intended on there. Barcade is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, free play arcade. Yeah. Cidercade, which I went to this this past weekend. The idea being. Um, you pay as you get in instead of paying per play. Hmm. You pay uh, uh, five, ten bucks, or whatever it is. Yeah. You go and in, you play however much you want, um, which means they get the cost of that. Now you're a captive audience as well, so a lot of these places will have food and beverage uh, while you're there, yeah. which is one of the one of the things that uh, Dave and Buster's makes uh, more off of. I mean, they have you pumping money into the games, mm-hmm. but the average. Uh, the average uh, takeaway for Dave and Buster's, they make more off their food and drink yeah. than they do off the games because Absolutely. you're there playing and you order a handful of alcoholic drinks and, and it, it, it racks it up. Um, Cidercade, uh, the thing for them, they don't have food, but they have all kinds of ciders. So they don't have... I made that mistake. See, I like cider. I didn't make that connection when I went in. And I walked in, I met Whitney there, I got my wristband, he said, do you want anything to drink? And I was like, I, I don't know, like a blue moon? And he was, and and immediately, like the, the guy, like started to smile. He was about to do his thing, and Whitney and our friend Christina were like, "No, they just have ciders. That's all they have." I'm like, "Oh, see, I love okay, ciders. What so you, I'm like, about I'm that. like, I'm like, okay, what, like, what do you guys recommend? Because they make their ciders. Yeah. So like, there's a brewery there. So they make. So like, I had a peach hibiscus cider, which was really tart but really good. Um, and some that of them, awesome. some of them were were more on. You know, some of them were. Uh, yeah, obviously a lot, a lot of sours and everything, but I mean, I really liked it, and the the so, games that they had were were the gamut of like they had um, uh, what was it, Galaxia? They had um, uh, Space Invaders. They had the Simpsons uh, arcade game. <laughs> they had a whole row. They have a fighters row, which is all Tekken, That's Mortal cool. Kombat, WWE, like all these two one on one fighting games. One interesting thing about that, uh, specifically with the fighters, because uh, in the day you you would put your quarter up on the mm-hmm. screen. That was how you reserved your place in line. And so I think that this kind of uh, allows the community to police itself and be mm-hmm. like, look, everybody knows that when you lose. You step back, and yeah. then somebody else steps up, and you you challenge yeah. people. If there's or whatever. if there's a small group, you may turn to the other person and say, "Hey, can I get one more?" Yeah, if it's a small. But if there's yeah. if there's a line, but but I, I appreciate the <laughs> I idea. Do, of, I don't do that of allowing I us. A, <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't either. You're, you're a tool if you do that. Um, 
but I like I like the idea of of this being a community. We are yeah. here. We are enjoying the games, and we are patronizing yeah. via drinks. Yeah. Uh, the the big thing that that I loved about this because I saw all these retro games and I was really loving it, and then I saw a game called Killer Queen. Killer Queen is a five on five or up to five on five. Yeah. Uh, multiplayer game. There's two cat, or it's it's a large cabinet that's actually two like stuck together. Mm-hmm. There's two separate screens, okay. and I had no idea when I walked up to this. I thought that these were like you know people. I thought, wow, there's like four versions of this game. There were two cabs uh, at the location, so while you're playing, you either play one of the little worker worker bee things, the little workers, or you play uh, one of the queens. The queens are the ones flying around right now. You can upgrade your uh, your worker if you take one of the um, the little tiny things. You can make it a warrior, and then you can attack the mm-hmm. queens and the warriors. It is totally joust. Uh, you fly around, you try to kill it, and there's now there's three ways to win this game. You either uh, ride the snail, as you can see on the bottom here. You ride mm-hmm. the snail over to the goal on the other side. Yeah. But obviously, it's really slow, so someone can kill you, as they just did there. The other, another way you can do it, as you see, people are grabbing the little the little berries. You, it's called an econ- uh, economy win, where yeah. you uh, gather more berries than the other team. Uh, meanwhile, the warriors and uh, and the queen are trying to stop that. Uh, the other way to win is a military victory, which is you kill the queen three times. Yeah. So, if you play this one on one. Then you have to. Each person has to play the queen. Someone has right. to play the queen, uh, because otherwise it'd be too easy to kill. If you played a queen on one side, and no one played the queen on the other. Yeah. Uh, you have to defend. Um, and the computer will take the part of every single any of the ones that are that are gray, which you don't see here because they're all playing. If they're a gray one, then they're actually being played by the computer. Mm-hmm. It's a little confusing because all of the little minions look the same. Um, but it is it is ridiculously fun. Depending on how you're playing this, this game's going on a little bit longer than ours did. Uh, Economy and Snail go longer, uh, go on to longer games. I was hap- I happen to be playing with a military victory every single time. So in this case, blue, the blue team won uh, on that by getting all the berries. Um, and the game, if you're playing military victory, you know the game could take you know 45 seconds. Yeah. Or so, uh, if you're playing snail or economy, it can take a while, but it's it's fun. It, you know, we had ten people all like you know yelling and 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 trying to get whatever done, and because it's so it's so quick and resets, uh, you had a lot of people who are more casual gamers yeah. that just kept playing over and over and over again. It's very addictive uh, because it reminds me of of, of joust and uh, a little bit of towerfall. Uh, in regards to the multiplayer aspect, yeah. because you're playing with, you're not just playing with two people, you're playing with a huge amount of people, and you're all having to deal with each other. Yeah, um, and I, like it's it's really easy to get super focused because I didn't even notice that gold went, gold was walking around killing all the yep. killing all the queens. Yep. So depending on on how you're on on how they're doing, like you said, you may not realize. Uh, what actually is going on here? So someone, this is uh, from one of the cabs. So someone's actually having to put in credits. Um, and when I played it at Cidercade, it's it was you know obviously uh, completely free play. Uh, but the the aspect of the game uh, to me was was really cool. You were talking about the 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 camaraderie and the the um, community aspect. Yeah. And they had it set up that uh, I guess because you can program the the cabinet to do this, they have a league night. They have a league night where people come in and play 
this competitively, competitively yeah. uh, which I thought was was great because this game lends itself to to that aspect. Um, you know, the other team that I was playing against decided to go all uh, straight up military victory. So what they were doing was they were converting all of their little little workers into, into warriors. warriors. So they were just massacring us. And while we're trying to avoid that, they're killing the queen every now and then. Yeah. And it was enough that we couldn't keep up because you can't do it. Economy and to me, my takeaway was economy and snail couldn't keep up with it without enough people defending. Yeah. So because if you kill a warrior, they go back to a little little peon. The drone. Yeah. So. I, I really loved it. I think this was a great example of the evolution. But then again, the cost for one of these, this is this is uh, tremendous. I'm sure. So you have ten spots. You have ten joysticks. Mm-hmm. You have um, uh, a button for each. So joystick, button. If you want to check the cost on it, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's around twenty. Um, uh, I mean, it's a it's a large cabinet. You have two really big screens because it has to be big enough. For uh, for ten people to play, five people looking at the same screen all at the same time, it's a it's a large cabinet, um, but the uh, having two of these in there was just amazing. They were f- they were filled up for the most part. Whitney was off playing uh, Big Buck Hunter and some others. Thirteen thousand dollars. Yep. For your own killer queen cabinet. Yep. And so they have it set up right here, back to back. The way that they had it set up in um, in the arcade it was they actually had it side to side by side. With the angle on that, uh, it comes kind of at a V shape. Uh, so you still can't see the other person's screen very, like unless you were on the edge and you were leaning over, um, yeah. because because of the angle on it, because they're they're um, the angle on the sides, but. It was it was great and it worked really well for for the bar. The only problem that I had on it was that I couldn't see the. Uh, um, to me, I didn't see uh, any cup holders. Oh no, right, there were cup holders on this one. I was thinking of something else. There are cup holders built into this game. That is amazing. So Fun every play. single person has a cup holder. So we had to we had to switch out our cups. We're like, so, oh no, that's mine. So uh, and and this is this is a game that that is unique and it kind of draws the line between uh, co-op and competitive yeah. and kind of mashes that together and you're you're there with a community and doing all these things. Um, one one last thing before we before we leave. We haven't specifically mentioned uh, free play. Uh, I mentioned arcade. it before, but yeah, free plays right, but their their business model is is slightly different because it's 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 the drinks and the food and it's uh, and what they've done is they've done retro games. Mm-hmm. And so you come in and you play uh, Games that you remember, yeah. and so that's a lot of fun. And you this said was that the they, only new one at Cider King, right? But, but you you said that they they so if they come up with more ideas like mm-hmm. this that that lead to that, I think that that's that that's a possibility of arcade. Mm-hmm. But I think that for the foreseeable future, they will need to lean uh, for this particular business mm-hmm. model. I think that they'll need to lean on uh, the classics, they the do. games that people remember playing. They do. There was a Towerfall arcade cabinet there too. So I want to play that in an so, arcade. And they also had they had um, uh, pinball machines, but most of the pinball machines were newer pinball machines. So you're still hitting Pin, up pinball. Pinball is pinball something that does continue to to come out, and it, yeah. it is it is that's one of the games that you can't really like. You can play it. I mean, there's Zen Pinball and Pinball for the Vita and Pinball for your phone and everything, but the the physical aspect of pinball is something that that doesn't that is. Uh, required for for the ideal yeah. experience, and, I, and so that's something yeah. that's something else that 
I think I think could actually yeah. work. I think the games like this work in that setting though because they still have that retro vibe. Yeah. You had people who were in their in their forties and fifties running up to this game because they're like they said exactly what you said. It's joust. Yeah. I mean it's it it's simple enough to, to jump in. It's yeah, hard and enough. You, you can you, Easy, easy to learn, hard yeah. to master. Yeah, it's great stuff. So let us know in the comments if you've been to one of these um, these bars uh, or uh, a modern arcade uh, with retro games. And let us know in the comments what your favorite one is. We'll talk to you guys later. Call it.